Hey guys, welcome back to back. Ano, hindi mo pa rin kaya yung Teka intro? Teka lang, kasi back, ayoko nang back. Hey guys, welcome to Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. I'm Bones. And I'm Fofo. <laughs> Fofo is nakaabang sa aking intro. <laughs> Because she's always relying on me to make the intro. And I realized that. Like, we've been doing this podcast for over a year and a half now. Yeah, at the back of my head, I was thinking, oh, that's his role. That's so cool. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. But we are changing roles right now, and I am going to be doing the intro. I promise I'll do better next time. Yeah, I'll be doing the crying this time. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Anyways, on a past episode, we talked about the pressures that we experience in a relationship as a couple and as individuals. But this time around, we're going to go deep diving into a certain topic that we felt pressured about. That's true. We're going to do that. Can you give me a synonym of deep dive in three seconds? Three, two... One. Malalim. <laughs> okay, that works. Hey, okay, it works. Just, no, that you translated I, it. I just translated it. If people notice the words that we use. Of course, this isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Right? It's uh, it's our syntax. It's what we're used to using in our vocabulary. I just realized you do use the word deep dive. And I think you got that from me. Really? Maybe. I got it from probably one of the other podcasts that I, I would listen to. I used to say to. it before a lot. <laughs> and now you say it a lot. It's just interesting. A little note to point out. Ikaw, magbigay ka nga ng deep dive synonym. One, two, three. Go into more. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so for this episode, we're gonna go into deeper the <laughs> issues of... The baby. Having a baby. We talked about this very briefly in the past episode. We were thinking, okay, you know what? This seems like a very apt topic at the moment, given mm -hmm. the current situation where it is scary to have a baby. And even without the current situation, we're newlyweds. Yeah. And there are expectations, not just from external forces, but from myself, from herself, from us as a couple, from her, let's say, biological clock. So, so many things to consider, but rightfully so, because you are giving new life to this world. Yeah, so, Fofo, matanong lang kita. Are we ready to have the baby talk? Oh, just the baby talk? Yeah, we're ready to have the baby talk. <laughs> That's fine. I just wanted to put like a little drama in there. Are you ready to have the baby talk? Oh, yeah, I'm totally ready to have the baby talk. I don't know if, are you ready to have a baby? Uh, the talk, let's start with talk. the talk. <laughs> let's slow it down, you know, pull it back. Uh, not get too intense right away. So how are we going to start this off? Okay, let's probably go back in time. When was the first time that you thought, oh, babies? Oh, no, let's go back in time. How did you think babies were made? Oh, that far. I'm I just thought, curious because we all have our yeah, own stories. I thought that babies just grew in the belly like i thought that if you ate like a watermelon seed a baby would grow because that's what my parents told me from a seed yeah no <laughs> no <laughs> because i would eat the watermelon i'd be like mommy i ate the seed of the watermelon she's like hala a baby's gonna grow in your belly don't eat the seeds so i would get so scared i wouldn't eat the seeds of the watermelon i stopped swallowing my bubble gum because of that that's where i thought they initially grew because when you compared a watermelon to Like my mom's belly when she was pregnant with my siblings. Same size. They look the same. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I remember mine. We were in our van, our light blue high ace Toyota. Okay. Because I'm I asked my mom, how does a baby come about? 
I don't completely remember the answer, but the idea that I got from it was that because of love, a baby forms. So I imagine my mom saying that out of love. Natama naman yung sinabi niya. Yeah, so yeah. So I imagine that when you love someone enough, a baby starts magically forming inside your tummy. I actually thought that a kiss would help. Okay. So that was my concept of how babies were formed. If there's enough love between the couple, it's like sealed with a kiss. I was a romantic, I guess. <laughs> I was super young, Bones. I was like six years old. Grabe. Seven years old, maybe. Wait, so that's an idea that you formed by yourself from like what your mom said. Yeah, I think the kissing, because I wasn't allowed to see kisses on screen, on movies. So I was like, oh, maybe, of course I knew what it looked. My mom and dad would kiss naman. So if they kissed, and yung kiss lang na pekka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So a kiss and then kung nagmamahalan sila, na ng baby. And it was really funny though. That's so cute. That everybody had. Like I know one of my siblings thought the stork was real. <laughs> that's so cute. So it, yeah, that's, that's what you would see in books. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting, like what your first notion of how babies were formed back then. And then of course there are the super blunt parents who just say exactly how it happens. So did your parents ever give you the talk of the birds and the bees? You know what? No. I my, never ako din. Like my oh, parents really? didn't give me that talk. Like I learned mine how babies were formed in science class. Yeah, but before we move on, you know, this is such an interesting question. So how did you think babies were first formed when you guys were kids? Did your parents directly tell you about the birds and the bees or did they tell you some highfalutin crazy story? At pinagtripan ka, which might happen with us. It was funny because I was watching a video on YouTube and the story goes, the kid asked her mom, Mom, what's a virgin? And then the oh, mom goes, huh? And then she starts explaining all these things, right? And then after that, the kid goes, oh, okay. So what's extra virgin? She was talking about <laughs> olive oil. Olive oil. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so you just keep in mind, parents, like when your kids ask you something, you're like, where did you hear that? You know, we're going to have a hard time. I, I think 21st century parents will have it a bit harder only because kids and babies and youngins they're exposed to so many things yeah. and they're made aware of so many things without you even knowing i mean they look <laughs> at a cell phone for like 10 seconds and they see so much information yeah that is a challenge of having such a connected world so moving on from how we thought babies were formed initially when you were younger i'm sure you know you thought about how many kids you think would have yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, siempre, like you always dream about your dream wedding or like having a future family. When I was young, I always wanted like a family like ours. So yeah, I same. would think na since tatlo kami magkakapatid ni Vic and Lo, and then we have a kuya also. Hmm, maybe I want like four kids in the future. And then as I got older, f- the four became three and the three became two. And then at one point, like when I was in college, I was like, oh, maybe I just want one kid. But it was only because I wasn't sure if I could handle it. Yeah. So I got a no shot. And at what age did you think you were going to start having these kids? Before? Oh, I thought I was going to have kids by like 25. When I was siguro mga high school, I think I'm going to get married like at around 24, 25, and then I'll have kids right after. Because that's what I was used to seeing. Exactly. I was just going to say that. That's exactly what our parents showed. For the generation of our parents, my mom and dad are around late 50s, same with your mom. It was commonplace for them to have kids at 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, like early 20s and mid-20s. Yeah. So that's also the notion that I had. I thought that I would have start 
being a dad at like 24, 25, 26, 27. Although when I asked my mom, because I nagulat ako, she had me when she was 30. Okay. I didn't know that. Like I thought she was much younger because she looks so young in her photos. But okay. apparently she was like around 30 when she had me. It's just interesting because the way our parents had a family and grew a family, Mm-mm. of course, that's our first idea that we kind of get. Yeah. And we kind of tend to imitate. So I actually also wanted like seven kids like hey let's have a big happy family those two concepts palang having kids at a relatively early age mid-20s early Mm -hmm. 20s and then having a lot of them because that's what i knew but i had absolutely no idea what it took to take what it actually took yeah to actually you know have that kind of family so early and it just amazes me now especially now cost of living has gone up with inflation yeah, right yeah. you see how much it costs per extra child so from one to two to three to, to four nine. to seven to nine i'm like oh my god how is this even possible okay so let's go back so we had this idea that we wanted a family like the ones that we did. So we wanted to have, like, I wanted to have three to four kids. You wanted to have seven kids. But looking back at how you guys were, if we were our parents, I wonder how they actually got through that. Because looking back at me, Victor, and Lauren when we were kids, man, we were like crazy kids. Like, we were so pasaway. We were so loud and noisy. And we were just like all over the place. We were just three. I don't know how my parents like kept up with that. You know what? That's a really interesting question because taking care of kids is not easy. Yeah. I have friends now. I'm 32. So I have friends who are just having babies, who are getting their second kid palang. And almost every single one say, that is challenging. I mean, of course, they all say they love it. I'm sure there's so much fulfillment and love that you feel from it. But the challenge is real. Yeah. Like yung puyat, yung attention that you have to give that you've never really had to give to anyone else. Not even to their partner. Yeah. It's so different It's though. so different because this child is so dependent on you for and their now, life. now, we look back at our parents. My mom, who had seven children year after year. Seven children in eight years. That's my mom. It's crazy. I don't know how your mom did it. Like, so, props to her. <laughs> here's my theory. My theory is... My mom came from a family of her seven children as well. Yeah. And when she gave birth from child number one all the way to child number six and seven, lagi siyang may kasabay. Oh, na And not nakasabay niya. na isa lang, ha? Yeah, not just an in-law na kasabay or a kapatid na kasabay niya. There were like five of them. Wow. Na magkakasabay. Oh my goodness. I think that as a community, they were so tight-knit and they were talking a lot. Nagtulungan sila. And parang because they saw that their peers were going through the same thing, mm-hmm. kahit mahira, parang, ah, okay lang. They had a good support system yeah, within each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. So, because I have around five sets of titas who have around six, seven kids as well. Yeah. Imagine they were all trying to raise five children. So, when my mom would probably see, oh my God, I'm so tired, hindi ko nakaya. But then she sees my titas and titos, and they're like, oh, they're going through the same thing. Baka nagtatawagan sila. Yeah. Nagtutulungan. So, this is just my theory, ah, because. I think that's one way of being able to survive, diba? And being able to keep your sanity with, you know, being so young, having to yeah. keep up with, you know, what it costs to maintain that lifestyle with that many kids. And of course, my Lola and Lola were extremely, extremely generous. I mean, my mom and dad were so young when they had all of us. That factored in as well. That's, that's pretty amazing, though. Like, when you think about your mom being 
you know, in her early 20s and being able to take care of a family like that. I really admire the strength that your parents had to like take care of a family and so many of you pa at that time. And when I look back at myself when I was like 22, 23, parang I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life yeah. at that point. It's pretty amazing to think about, honestly. Yeah, have you heard the saying, it takes a village? Yeah. For that one, for my mom to have that many kids, it took a village. It took a village for my titas and titas as well. But hey, it took a village, but they also created that village. So, <laughs> galing, di ba? It took a village, so they created one. That was pretty cool, yeah. That was the first time I ever thought about that and theorized about how my mom possibly, you know, did that and went through it keeping her sanity. So, that's crazy. So, when it came to the both of us, do you remember the first time that we talked about having a baby? I don't think I remember because I definitely did not bring this up in the first few years because it was yeah. not my MO. Like, it was not my thing. Like, I did not like talking about the future with my girlfriends or the people whom I would date. Mm -hmm. I know some people, parang dun agade, romantic yeah, yeah, agad yeah, yung yeah. style nile. But it was just wasn't my thing because I didn't want to make it awkward just in case I wasn't we got stuck. Yeah. Or yeah, we got stuck in that conversation and you know we didn't see eye to eye. I would never bring it up. I would never bring up kids. Marriage. I would never bring up marriage, extended future plans. Yeah. How about you? You know what? The first time that we actually talked about like getting married, sobrang kinilig ako. Because I didn't know if... We were really? on the same page. Okay, so wait, do you remember when this was? I, I have no idea when this was. I don't remember. But the one thing that I remember about us talking about babies, we were probably already in this discussion. And then we asked each other, how many kids do you want? And then I said, I don't know, maybe like one or two. And then you were like, huh, what? You don't know what the future has in store for us. You don't know if you're going to have like one, two, five, ten so why are you putting a number on it? <laughs> I remember that now. When we had that conversation, was that the first time we talked about kids? Probably. When we had that conversation, I still had it in my head that I want to be similar to my parents. I wanted to have a lot of kids. And then at that point, I didn't want a lot of kids. Yeah, yeah, yes. I remember that. I did think that the first time we talked about marriage and kids, that, oh yeah, let's have a lot. I mean, don't put a number on it. Go lang tayo ng go. And then I was like, why are you saying go lang ng go? I'm the one that's getting pregnant here, mister, not you. So why are you the one getting so like worked up about this? Yeah, yeah. but uh, how did you feel then? I was shocked, honestly, because I was like, huh? Grabe, one of the first few times that we talked about kids and you're like, go lang ng go. I mean, can't we at least talk about it, what we both want for ourselves? I didn't even think of it that way. That was my default setting when it came yeah. to babies at that point. Yeah, and I think I tried to see where you were coming from, honestly, because I came from a pretty small family. Even with like my cousins and, you know, the other family members around me, we weren't a lot. So yeah. I wasn't used to, you know, there being a lot of kids. The second point was... You know, I was afraid to, like, get pregnant. I didn't know what was in store for me if I got pregnant. There was just a lot of uncertainty because I didn't have family around me having babies. So I didn't know what it was like for a baby to be around me. Just to make it clear, how many babies did you think you wanted? Two? One or two. Oh, one or two. That was the very first time. So I'm assuming that was at least half a decade ago. Yeah, we were probably, like, early 20. Like oh, yeah, we got engaged 2013. So more than half a decade Before that. Ago. It was before that. Yeah. Okay. How has that notion evolved and changed over time? Has it changed many times or did it go from that to what it is now? I think 
it came from me thinking about a number to me thinking about how capable am I to take care took. of a child. Yeah, how capable will I be to take care of one child or to go through a pregnancy rather than putting a number on it. Because for you at that point, you were like, go lang lang go. And for me, like, I'm stopping here. But now I'm thinking, do I want a big family? Can I handle having a big family? And will we be happy with a small or big family? You know what? I'm thinking about it right now. And I'm seeing how did my idea of having babies evolve? And you know what triggered the evolution of that idea? Us. Oh, really? Yeah. When I think about it, as my relationship with Bonizi grew and our fondness and our connection got stronger, it was that very reason that changed my idea of having a baby because I was having so much fun with you, growing with you and getting to know Bonizi that... I slowly realized that when we have a baby and have a family, I realized how that would change our dynamic so much. I told myself, oh, okay, let me kind of like slow down on the idea of having so many kids because I realized how much of a toll it would start taking on you. I would realize how it would shift our relationship as a couple because it really would. You would draw some. And then as I would see more friends having babies, I would have a better experience and idea of, okay, what do we do as a couple and what changes between us? Yeah. Because there's suddenly a baby who we direct a lot of energy and attention to. I think our experiences and our growth together surprisingly changed and kind of molded that idea of what kind of family and how many babies do I want to have? I think that moves on to us thinking about what our quote-unquote timeline is because like we said we were used to seeing people getting married and then having kids what is our timeline now now present so we finally got to the present day let me just kind of elaborate and kind of story tell on what i'm feeling at this very moment i think at this present day it's very scary because going to the hospitals, that idea sounds very intimidating. And my sister, Bea, who just gave birth a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, she went through that. And it seemed very difficult. It was very limited in terms of visitors, the experience of you know having that baby. I think you were limited by the support that was given by yeah. your loved ones. Because yeah. you have to social distance. There's so many more rules in the hospitals now. This climate, I think, makes it a bit more difficult. And if you know, we had a choice. Maybe we could just kind of patiently wait out this period yeah. before we think about, okay, when are we going to have a baby? So I think current circumstances have been dictating how I felt about it and how I feel about it. How about uh, you? Honestly, before I was like, okay, maybe I'll set a timeline for myself because I'm the one that's going to be carrying the baby. So there are a lot of things that will change like with my body and the way that I do things. Ang naisip ko, we'll get married and then we'll probably wait like a year and a half or two before we actually start thinking about trying for kids. And that's because we go back to what you were saying about enjoying each other's company. And, you know, the dynamic that we have right now is... We're enjoying it so much. We love being a married couple. Now it's just the both of us. So that's something that I really wanted to make the most out of. But now that you mentioned that everything's happening, like with the pandemic and all that, it is scary, yeah. honestly. My point in terms of how this current situation has dictated 
our choices. Here's a very clear example of that. So let's say Bonizi is pregnant right now and she has to go to the hospital. And what if the current situation dictates that she has to go alone to limit the exposure of people yeah. in a hospital setting? That adds another layer of fear and anxiety. Even if I was allowed to go with her and accompany her, the fact that you're in a hospital and you could get exposed to so many different things, especially now, yeah. there's an extra layer of fear that for me, if I had, you know, if I could control it, I would rather not feel. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, that's a choice. And I want to be real that that's something that I don't think I want to have to go through, that extra layer of anxiety and fear. The second thing I'd like to add is the one that you said, that we're not just enjoying each other. Obviously, we have fun together. We like doing this podcast and yeah. you know, storytelling with everybody. But here's the thing. We're also working more now. Working more as a couple. And when we got married, we found a renewed commitment to one another. And that commitment has really been driving our work ethic for the past few months since this pandemic started, to be honest yeah. with you. So the podcast has started and it's been regular, 6 p.m. every Sunday. Glad you guys have been enjoying it. Yay. And the audience has been growing. We're going to slowly put out a weekly vlog as well. So you can expect that. Actually, maybe this week we're starting it. There are so many things happening. Aside from that, there are other kinds of content that we want to produce. We really want to get back into a regular gaming stream schedule. So we're really creating a more structured life because alam na namin eh, kami eh. Together, <laughs> na forever. It's easier to plan ahead, and you can plan ahead with more confidence. I mean, people in relationships can always plan ahead, but when you're committed, your confidence goes a long way, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, I will, we will be together through thick and thin. So those are the two things I just wanted to add, just to explain, I guess, our two points. As of the moment, it's just the both of us first. Yeah. Let's say it's time to have that baby. What are you afraid of? I'm sure you have hesitations and I've always been so curious what it is you're afraid of. I mean, I know you're afraid of the pain. Yeah. The physical pain. Because I know there's physical pain and stress. Obviously, you're growing like 10, 15, 20 pounds this way, only in one direction. You, I, I imagine you lose balance. <laughs> I imagine it hurts your lower back. Yeah. Because it's like you're semi-deadlifting with bad form. No, change is always super scary, honestly. And based off the stories that I hear from my friends, you know, your body changes drastically. Your emotions change drastically. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Talaga. But aside from that, I think one thing that I'm also scared of is, it's not a bad thing, but it's just the anxiety that I feel towards responsibility. Like, oh. No, no, no. In the sense na, I hope I'll be able to be a good mother. I don't know if that makes sense, but that I hope makes sense. you're the one that is the driving force for this child that you bring into the world. You're the one that will teach them their values, you know, the world around us. So will I be able to teach them the good things or guide them into a path that they become a good person in life? Now that you say that, I'm going to use a story that we had in a very recent podcast where... I wanted or you wanted to try out new things before you even try it out. Linatag mo na lahat ng problema and napaparalyze ka. And I told you, it's okay na ilatag mo yung problema, pero wag ka maparalyze. Yeah. Diba? Kung ilalatag mo yung problema, wag ka matakot. Kasi <laughs> yun, dun magkakaroon ng problema talaga. Yeah. For me naman, I just take things day by day. I'm very spontaneous. 
yes, pwede kong ilatag yung problema, but I usually tend to not think about it and just take it as the problems come in. Yeah. So when some a problem comes in, that's when we'll deal with it. When it comes to a kid and raising a kid, we are gonna make so many mistakes because I think my parents, they went through so much craziness and your parents did too. Yeah. I don't know any couple who doesn't go through the craziness. It's the first time you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And the first time you do anything, you play a game, you play a sport, you learn a new language, you learn a new subject or a topic you will make mistakes. Having the awareness and clarity to just say, I made this mistake, let me learn from it. I think that's the most important thing. You would consider that your parents raised you well, and I would think the same thing, but I'm also sure they made so many mistakes. Yeah. And I'm sure there were times that they thought, na, oh my God, no turning back to a mistake. Na to. This is going to scar my kid for life. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to have those moments. Yeah. But we take it as it is. For me, that's the beauty of life. You kind of go through it and you just enjoy even with the ups and most especially with the downs. That's just my headspace when it comes to that. I need to hold your hand right now. Oh, ano? Ba't kiiyak sa ganun? Hindi ako iiyak. I just liked what you said. Ah, okay. okay, okay, okay. Grabe naman. Akala ko iiyak eh. Akala ko medyo nagiging glassy-eyed na yung mata This ni Bones. This is not a crying episode for Bones, Yay. okay? <laughs> ako nga dapat yung iiyak today, di ba? Ayah. <laughs> oh, let's talk about things that we look forward to, Naman. Wait, what did you think about what I said? My God, you just like glossed over that. <laughs> Poured my heart out there. I think it's good. That's why I wanted to hold your hand. I directly answered how you felt. Yeah. So how do you feel now that I said that? I do have a lot of fears. And sometimes I let that get ahead of me and let that be a drive for me to not do something. But thank you for that. Husbandly, re- give me, give me your hand, give me, <laughs> give me everything for that husbandly reminder. That yes, there are a lot of things that are scary out there, and that we will face ups and downs. But it's the journey that is something that we should look forward to. We shouldn't be afraid of mistakes because they make us into the people that we are today. We have made mistakes even in our own relationship, but that doesn't mean that we can't work at it and get stronger. Yeah, that's part of it. I'm curious now, okay? Since we're on the topic, and I'm a dude, and there are things that as a dude, I am just not going to experience, and I know you're going to have to do it. Okay. So how afraid are you of the pain? Like, usually guys don't ask this when they're pregnant, obviously, because they're sila. Yeah. So hindi ka pa buntis, so I can ask all these crazy questions. How afraid are you of the pain? Because that's what I think about talaga, because they always say, Oh my God, it's like the worst experience ever in terms of like... The pain. Um, pain. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, like let's just be completely honest here. I'm freaking scared of the pain because even when I get my monthly cramps, I hate it. I don't want to experience it. It's just like the worst thing in the world. Paano pa kaya when you have to push a baby out or when you have contractions? You know, one thing that I hate is that whenever I ask a woman or a friend, anybody, to explain to me or at least give me a good analogy or point of comparison to what kind of pain, what kind of experience is it to give birth? Nobody gives me anything. They're always giving me hyperbole like, oh, that is sobrang sakit. Like, oh my God, gusto mo, ayaw mo na, ayaw mo na talaga sa life. Bea, my sister, gave birth a few weeks ago, as I said, and for the very first time, they actually gave me an analogy that I could kind of understand. That you could grasp. I, 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 I understand your monthly cramps. I've been through over 120 of them. <laughs> 10 years plus, right? <laughs> Bea told me that it's like intense dysmenorrhea. 
Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, at least kahit pa paano parang may stock knowledge ako dun, like what is this mineria and how does Bonizi react to that? So mas intense pa, like super duper intense. So it gives me an idea, at least kahit pa paano, I'm like, okay, got it, got it, I understand somewhat. But not really. Yeah. It helps. Yeah, because I give you very specific descriptions of how my dysmenorrhea feel. And then maybe another thing, another thing I'd like to add. So I just asked you about the pain of giving birth. Mm -hmm. But there's also pain of being pregnant for nine months. And I think for me, naman, the person whom I guess I look up to or that inspires me for you is Ia. Oh, yeah. Villania Arellano. Because she's so fit. And because she's so fit, she makes it look easy. At least that's just the optics. I'm sure she has really bad days. I mean, that's one thing that I try to at least help you out with. I mean, I say, hey, Bones, let's stay fit. Of course, all pregnancies are different. And women go through different things that they experience in their pregnancy. You may still be able to do the things you used to when you weren't pregnant. But for some women, they're not able to. I'm happy that Ia was able to continue working out, hopefully during my pregnancy in the future, I'll still be able to work out and do things that I used to. So if I'm able to do that, thank you for helping me out in advance. <laughs> and maybe another thing. How do you feel about that biological clock thingy? Mm. Which is true. I just say thingy. Yeah, to be honest, I'm, I don't really think about it. Okay. Because if there's anything that Mikael and I talked about before, it's if it happens, then it happens. And that's something that we always told each other, that we wouldn't pressure ourselves if it did or if it didn't happen. Cool, because me, I mean, that's all you. Yeah. That's all you. I already somewhat answered that question by saying, you know, let's just stay fit and we're prepared for anything. Yeah, and I think going back to like what you said about being scared about things, it is scary. Like what if, knock on wood, we won't be able to, you yeah. know? But... I think there are always different perspectives on things. I think if we have a baby, then that would be a wonderful thing. If we won't, then there's also beauty in that, like that we have to find something else or we have to find a different path. Moving on. I actually have two questions now in my head. Okay. So if we had a baby, so we're kind of moving forward in our timeline now. So if we had a baby, how would you be as a parent? I don't know if that's something I can answer right now. Come on, think about it. You're I the one problema going forwards. What kind of parent would you be? There you go. I think that's an easier question to ask. I think you would be a disciplinarian. Although, I know you don't want to be the disciplinarian. We can probably exchange rules. I will be the disciplinarian. But can you be? That's a good question. Well, that's, no, that's a good question. That, yes. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> For the past 10 years, I'm always the crazy bad cop. And it sucks. I'm tired of it. I want to be the good cop to the kids. That's at least how I envision it as a parent. Like, I would like to be the good cop. And I would like Bones to be the bad cop. So because it's so easy for me to be the bad cop. I know how to do it, but... I just want to know that you're going to be able to do it as Okay, well. so is this a situation where if the kid wants something, you say, you have to ask your mom? I think me, it's more of if our child does something wrong, that you will be able to step in and correct our child properly. Ah, okay. 
Now that I think about because, it. Because, okay, yeah. I'm just going to use Soba as an example. Bonizi spoils Soba to the highest heavens. And I always have to be the one to come in and discipline and train Soba. And then Bonizi is always the one who gets all the love. That sucks. No, you get so much love from now, Soba. Now, now. But remember before at Yeah, the before when I would spoil her. But now I've been disciplining Soba and you have so been I'm just more thinking, of the good cop. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, you know, down the line with kids. I want you to be able to be the bad cop as well okay i think i'll be able to do that fofo cool thank you <laughs> hmm. all right let's move on to our loaded question of the week okay go what is it okay loaded question is do you think that we'll quit showbiz to take care or spend time with our child would i quit showbiz no i wouldn't no that's my job <laughs> that's my job yeah that's my job i don't know why okay fine i i understand where people are coming from let's kind of lay the groundwork for this question in terms of showbiz being our job of course we will not quit it but in terms of the kind of job that showbiz is i understand why people would say that and why this question would be valid yeah showbiz is not a nine to five it's not a monday to friday job so it's not like you can go to work and then come home for dinner with yeah. your family the hours that showbiz has parang 24 to 30 hours on the set including travel time and it takes you away too long from to your the family to the point yeah. na yung balance of the family and not only that it's also with your body you feel at one point that okay I work one day the second day I'm just gonna rest I'm not gonna talk to anyone yeah. I'm just gonna sleep and recuperate yeah but when you have a baby you need to be able to provide that constant attention to that baby and relieve your partner to help that partner rest yeah I understand that when doing showbiz work, there are times when, yeah, you have to step aside or you need to have that extra support system. It can't just be the two of you because someone's going to get burnt out. You're going to yeah. get burnt out by your work or you're going to get burnt out taking care of a child on your own. Yeah. I understand that notion. Actually, now that I'm answering that, it's only now that I realize, oh my God, that is a difficult situation because we do have colleagues who've gone through that yeah. and who are going through that. So it is very difficult. I wouldn't also completely quit because that's our source of income also. But I think it's more of where can I place myself in my line of work that I can still take care of my family but still be able to provide for my family. Yeah. I think a solution that I've seen and that I've experienced with friends in showbiz is they really need to create an extra support system. So let's say that the husband is the one working on a teleserie and he's gone three times a week. Mm -hmm. But even more than that, because technically 24 hours yeah. to 30 hours, maybe the mom, the lolo and lola of the child comes in and lives with them for that time. I mean, a teleserie would go on for anywhere from four to eight months. Mm -hmm. Minsan mas matagal. Sobrang importante yung extra support system. And here in the Philippines... Yeah. Mas madaling gumawa na extra support system in fairness. So that's one solution that I've seen. I mean, you can get creative with it, but it seems like that one works. That style works. I actually told mom, mom, when I get pregnant or when I'm about to have my baby na, please come home because I really want you there. So I think that's something that we would do. We'd really build an extra support system. I don't know how, I don't know with whom, with my mom or your mom or someone else. Our siblings, our friends. cousins. Yeah, quitting and cutting off your source of income, I think that creates like a whole Pandora's box of problems yeah. all in itself. So we will not be doing that. No. 
I will not stop working. <laughs> no, no, we need to, we need to, you know, keep our livelihood. Are we going to answer the second loaded question? Yeah, why not? All right, we have a second loaded question of the week. Ding, 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 ding. From my point of view, are you ready to be a parent? Go answer that and then I'll answer that question for myself as well. I think you are. I think hmm. that <laughs> we're both at a point where we're super happy with our relationship. If we happen to have a kid anytime soon, you'll be mentally ready because of the headspace that you have with something. If something is thrown at you, you're ready to like catch that and evolve around that or at least conform to like something to make something work. All right. For you, I think that when it's there, you will be forced to get ready. But you are not completely ready now because you're enjoying life right now. You're yeah. enjoying life without a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm very aware of that. And given your personality and the way you assess problems and the way you assess issues that come your way, I know that you have many hesitations and that you would rather not have a kid at the moment. And that's okay. Not a problem. I mean, to each their own. I guess that's my point of view. But I think that when we have it, it's going to be a wild ride and it's going to be really fun. We're going to have a lot of memories and stories to tell on the podcast about it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. behind family goals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we evolve. name evolution. Na tayo. name evolution. And I would like to add a third loaded question. I was going to add a third loaded oh, really? question. Okay, go. Okay. You first. No, you no, first. no, no, no. No, you no. First. Mine's super simple. You first. Oh, I was just going to say, ano kaya pangalan ng anak natin? Ooh. Okay, game. Off the top of our head. Doesn't matter if it's for a boy or for a girl. Off the top of your head, what's one name that you think you would give? Nikise. Explain yourself just a little bit. Okay, so that? Nikise is like a... Is this for a boy? Is this for a girl? Where I don't know. I don't know. It's just a name that we've always thought of. You don't know if it's for a boy or a girl? Oh, girl. Mas girl. Oh, Okay, mas girl. And Mikael and I love coffee. And it was actually a type of coffee that we fell in love with. It's like one of the highest graded coffees yep. you can get. But I think more than that, the name just stuck with us. It's just been something that we would always like say to each other or like say, Nikise. And we thought like, and it's such a nice name. Yeah, that's N-E-K-I-S-S-E. So it's a very unique name. I've never seen a kid with the name Nikise. And people like coming up with weird names nowadays. I hope Good job, I guess. I hope they like their name. <laughs> For me, my turn? Yeah. Wow. Off the top of my head. I don't know why. Don't hate me, Deku. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, I gave something without thinking too hard. I've been watching My Hero Academia <laughs> and I noticed a lot of parents pull names from recent experiences. I've absolutely loved My Hero Academia. So maybe the name of my kid will be Deku. But we don't have a kid right now, so... Thank God. I you guess. do know the other meaning of Deku, right? Why Bakugo was calling him Deku. No, what does it mean? Like dumb butt. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry to my future child. We're not going to name our kid dumb butt. <laughs> okay, we're not going to name our kid dumb butt. Deku. Deku. Okay, my loaded question before we end this. This loaded question again, parang quick hitter to. Uh, you have to answer in a couple of seconds. Okay. So just let the thoughts flow. <laughs> okay, Bonizi. I want you to estimate with the month and the year when you think when our baby will be born. Go. 2021. Month. 2021. What month? Uh, November. Oh my God. Okay. In a pressure cooker, Bonizi just said November 2021. Hoy. Ang lapit na nun. Bakit mo ko binibigyan ng deadline? Hindi. Ikaw yung nagbigay nun ah. 
Iniisip ko lang. No, okay. So, I was just thinking na I, I we're not gonna bakit have... Bakit pinato mo sa akin? I asked you. You could have said 2022 or 2023. I don't know. I, don't know. I just thought of it. The overlying feeling of Bonizi when she's not thinking is November 2021. If That's that close. doesn't happen, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I was just pressuring you. Just a fun-loaded question. <laughs> Ikaw. Um, 2023. <laughs> March. Pero ikaw yung mabubuntis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely no meaning behind it. Yeah. Right? We just pressured ourselves to think of dates. Just something fun. I mean, yeah. if ever it does happen, malay mo, baby number one, November 2021, baby number two, March 2023. You don't know. <laughs> you never know. Like Time will tell. With that bombshell, I think <laughs> our podcast has come to an end. Yes. Don't forget that you can answer the loaded question as well and put that in the comment section. And thank you so much to everybody that listens and watches the podcast. We love every single one of you. Wow. Yes. So sweet. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> this is hashtag behind relationship goals. I'm Fofo. And I'm Bones. Bye. Buyers. <laughs>